It's going great, man. We got a great interview today, Joe. I mean, a special guy that works a lot behind the scenes, uh, a nameless, faceless person to a lot of people, but one guy that really keeps the engine of Ferris State Athletics running all the time. Can't wait to bring him on the show. Yeah, Josh Zeidman is coming on the show. It's going to be a great time. Uh, He's a really cool guy. Uh, He's got really cool stories and stuff like that. And he's been a good uh, good friend of ours for, for a while. I mean, he's only been, what, Ferris for six months now or so? But Basically, yeah. He's made his mark, and that's for sure. So we are very excited uh, for that interview in a little bit, but we got some other stuff to talk about too, Brandon. Absolutely. If you love jokes, stick around for the interview coming up, because Josh has a lot of them. He's a pretty funny guy. Josh uh, funny guy. We'll get, obviously, into the Ferris State slate coming up here at the end of the show for all those looking forward, especially homecoming week, big week here in Big Rapids for football as well. Uh, as some other teams on the road will let you know who's playing this weekend and more. Uh, but first, we get into the review of the rundown here, and we'll start with volleyball, Joe. Uh, obviously, obviously, playing against Saginaw Valley State, uh, a team that we've dominated in years past, did so again on the road at University Center this year, 3-0, 25-22, 25-13, 25-10, complete domination. I did listen and follow along with the um, the GLIAC takeovers. They're starting to do those now in the fall. Saginaw Valley Volleyball had it this week. And they actually, I believe, had something like their um, their athlete day. So all the teams came to watch this match. Uh, elements all against us, and we still fly out dominated. It was an absolutely big-time performance for that team. Uh, and they are able to carry that over into what was a absolutely wild match from Caledonia, the one that took, I believe, 31 to 33, I believe, or Dang. 64 combined points to settle that third set. Uh, we were down 2 1. We end up coming back. We win the next two straight, take it 3 to 2 uh, over a really good Davenport team. So, I mean, you look at the stats offensively. Uh, we fought, we stayed gritty, we stayed hungry, we stayed hot. Uh, and defensively, we made enough plays to keep it going and keep the rallies alive. And at the end of the day, firepower of this team just looks unmatched in the GLIAC right now. And they are rolling one game at a time. Yeah, that's what I like to see. Uh, Saginaw game, did the business, got it done. So that's huge. Especially, like you said, in a pretty hostile environment with a lot of crowds. It's not really rooting for you. That shows a lot of determination and stuff like that. But especially when you look at this Davenport game, if you look at the third set, 33-31, to 31, a grueling, you know, you're 12, that's 12 points over uh, or like going back and forth over what is really, you know, 25, I guess, because that's how many points over? 5, 10, 15? A lot. About 14 points that were shared between the two. So that's 14 extra go at it. And then to be able to just go in the four set, when you lose those ones that are grueling like that and it's back and forth, that can really take the wind out of your sails. We were down 2-1, to one, but then we come back, able to win that 25-13. to 13. That's some pretty good domination in that four set. And then able to just finish the job in the fifth set as well. That's... uh. Pretty solid stuff. That's what you really like to see if you're Coach Tia, uh, and especially going in against Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech uh, on the road and having that big old uh, um, road trip, especially. I mean, you got a triple header Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Northern Michigan, Michigan Tech, and Lake Superior State. It's going to set you up some real nice stuff uh, coming up. 
Yeah, especially, I mean, just the grittiness overall. I think 207 hit percentage. Davenport's defense did really good uh, in that second game of the weekend. There was actually one play that I had watched. took an 8- to 10-minute review. They actually had to break out the rule book uh, to really clarify one of the rules. One of the players went to go save uh, a ball on their side, but it was crossing almost into our side on the other side of the stanchion from the net. Mm. They took a 10-minute review, and they ended up giving, uh, I believe it was a repoint, uh, or they believe they gave us a point. Davenport ended up winning that. It was part of that third set that took uh-huh. forever. Uh, but just the resiliency of that team continuously continues to impress. And so great job for volleyball. And we'll wish them the best of luck in the triple header this weekend. Details coming up here at the end of the show. Moving into soccer, uh, definitely had our, our tough slate of battles overall in the last couple of weeks. No difference at home this weekend, uh, Friday and Sunday, uh, taking on two of the teams from the UP. Unfortunately, falling same score 2-1 in each uh, right now, it just feels like uh, we're starting to to really get a sense of where we are as far as a team is concerned. Uh, we started off offensively really hot, and I think that was something that we kind of overlooked to continue over this part of the season because, I mean, what they did offensively, I mean, 34 shots the first two games, scoring five goals was not – we should not expect that over an entirety of a season, and now that's kind of came to a realization. Soccer is a very slow sport, and it can go in a lot of momentum runs, and certainly we have our – ourselves a little bit of a, a just a downhill slope right now but coach Henson we know that they're going to get back on track eventually and this upcoming weekend is going to be a really good opportunity for them but uh, a little bit of a physical game there on Sunday I know I was there to watch uh, against Michigan Tech so uh, I mean really just they, they the other teams are finding their opportunities and they're converting and we're just not able to execute uh, on some of the set pieces that we have in the past and really offensively that's just kind of where we are right now we just need a little bit more possession a little bit more uh, quality attacks but uh, it's, it's obviously going to come it's going to take some time, uh, but right now it feels like our defense really has uh, really playing on the back of their heels, and it, that's just not the way you can play an entire season. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you got you. The thing is, you do have to find an answer soon because you want to get on a little bit of a run. You want to find what's working for you, especially. I mean, the second half of Gliak is coming up right after this Wisconsin Parkside game on Sunday. So, if you don't, then you got to do it now uh, because you have to be able to figure that out, especially with Gliak's uh, tournaments coming up. If you, you know, if you play like this, you have to win Gliak tournament to get that automatic bid, and uh, that's I think I mean, that's not really what you want to do for a for a game plan for to be to make it to the postseason. I can't talk right now. I'm, mine is going a million miles a minute. Uh, <laughs> but when you want to make postseason and you're relying on having to win out that tournament, that's not always the best thing. And the thing is, you have to really step it up in the second half of the season to do well against these teams like Grand Valley, who we lost to Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan. Uh, when we get that second go around and really just try to get back on track against this Purdue Northwest and Wisconsin Parkside teams on Friday and Sunday, because there's no really better team to do it than now. They're not the easiest teams to get over. Uh, we've seen them kind of give us a little bit of fits last year and Purdue Northwest and Wisconsin Parkside have kind of given fits to other teams already this year. So I'm very excited to see how we kind of set this up a little bit. You said how um, the defense is playing back on their toes. They got to be able to kind of control a little bit more in the offensive zone and just get uh, going on that. We'll be fine. Absolutely. Finishing out the rundown here, uh, shout out men's tennis. Big performance at the Davenport Tourney. I believe I looked incorrectly. 12 out of 15 singles contests. We won 12 and 3 in singles. That's a really good start to the fall season. <laughs> 5 and 3 in doubles. And uh, obviously that's going to be some good momentum going in uh, to the big one, the Midwest Regional Championships for the International Tennis Association coming up here this weekend. 
uh, or I should say Intercollegiate Tennis Association. I don't know why I got those mixed up, but maybe some of our players could turn pro. Hey, you never know. So uh, good performance there for men's tennis as well as golf on both sides. Uh, the ladies finishing third at the Lady Bulldog Invite. Uh, Cameron Shannon, the individual leader um, overall, finishing in uh, individual honors as well as great performances. Abby Gravel, Dennis Siskowski, uh, Lizzie Anderson, Hallie Crozier as well, finishing very well. Uh, the men's team doing very well as well, finishing second overall at the U Indy Invite. They shot red hot uh, over down in Indianapolis. Some great performances there. Uh, McCoy had a really standout performance as well. Caleb Bond doing his thing. Nathan Cranig, Zach Kerner, uh, as well as Cole Putnam, also finishing individually with good honors. So uh, congrats to that team on a great performance overall. And to finish it out, cross country, the Young Bucks doing really well down there at Lansing and a really nice invite. Uh, so big performances for them. I believe 17 out of 21 teams for our, our underclassmen. Hey, that's a really good performance to hang your hat on right there um, for those guys. So that's big shout like out to, to them. See. That's what we like to see, Brandon. You like that, Joe? I like You like that. You like that. I like that. You know what I like, too? Oh, it's Thursday night football tonight. It is Thursday night football. I was also going to say a good interview coming up, but we do like football, too. Oh, so. That's true. You know what? Let's just get to the interview so we can get to football faster. Absolutely. Let's swing it to the interview with Josh. Now joining us in studio is coordinator of game day operations, Josh Zydema. Welcome to the show, Josh. How's it going, boys? It's, it's good to have great. you, Josh. It is going great. It is a great day. And especially, uh, we wanted to bring you on because you're a pivotal part within Ferris Athletics, especially in operations, as Joe just mentioned. But many people don't necessarily know who you are. They might have seen you around on game day. They might have seen you doing some things. But really kind of in a nutshell, who is Josh Zydema and what do you do for Ferris State Athletics? Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question right there. Uh, so I grew up pretty much my whole life in Grand Rapids. Uh, I got two holes in my nose and uh, I'm missing five fingers. So <laughs> pretty simple. What a, what a start. <laughs> pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. yeah. Josh doesn't have a hand, by the way. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know that. So yeah, cool. Next question for you, Josh. You're, you're ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause off wait, on a wait, curveball. You want to hear the story behind it? I think, I mean, yeah, yeah, we do yeah, want to hear the course. story behind it. Yeah. So. Have you ever stuck your fingers in that little vacuum tube behind a Hoover? No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was born like that. So that's always a pretty popular question that, that gets asked. So clarify that. Or, you know, we can just go with the, uh, it got bitten off by a shark. Big fan of that one as well. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's a good one for it's sure. So if, much you say with a, if you say it with enough gusto and confidence, people don't. Well, yeah, it was, you know, obviously it was a great white shark as well, so. Yeah, in, the, in in Lake Michigan, a great white just came out of nowhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, watch out for him. <laughs> but yeah. obviously, you said you're Grand Rapids native. You went to Grand Valley State. I mean, how was that transition uh, when you got the job here from going from a Laker now to being a Bulldog? It was pretty interesting. So just kind of going back to that last question as well. Uh, I graduated from Grand Valley uh, in the middle of COVID. So that was pretty cool. Got my degree in the mail on a Tuesday at like three. Nice. So lots of uh, lots of fun right there. Um, but yeah, so I had, I was originally at Grand Valley. I'd come back to be a GA. Um, and then this position had become available and I had really wanted to kind of step out of my comfort zone and, uh, continue to learn about this kind of profession and just do more than I was doing there. Um, so yeah, ended up here and I'm, I'm only six months in, but I'm loving it so far. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back, right here on WBRN.
it comes to game day, I mean, you're kind of the hype man. You're the guy that's bringing the smoke out on the field when football is there and just being able to set up all of those. What is it like day to day for you, especially when, uh, as we come up looking here for homecoming this weekend, there's a lot that goes into it, especially for you guys with game day ops. Yeah, so the day to day, it's it's not really that cool. Um, the game days are obviously the highlight kind of of what we do. But yeah, so I mean, I've tried to bring a couple uh, different things to spice up the game day environment here. Uh, last game we had smoke and we had cold sparks, and we've been uh, instituting those into some different sports as well for like media days and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, day to day, it's just there's a lot of meetings and just throughout the athletic department and. You know, the normal office stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah, people don't want to know how the sausage is made. They just want to know. Yeah, they just, they want, just want to see the product. Yeah. yeah, of course. And especially with working this job, Brandon said it's getting pretty stressful, especially with homecoming football. It's the busiest time of year for Ferris Athletics is fall. Uh, you know, you're also pursuing a master's degree. I mean, does it get stressful at times to kind of balance both of that type of stuff with work and trying to pursue that higher level of education? Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you realize that you had dreams about work and pretty much all of your nightmares occur of something wrong happening at an athletic event, you kind of realize <laughs> that, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit on your plate though, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely tough to, uh, have to work events and then you know you're working 60 hours a week and then you come home and you're just like oh my god i have to do a paper right now <laughs> i'm not liking this at all i mean i thought it was bad in in undergrad when i still have ptsd from the sunday night football theme song just remembering all the homework i have to do and now it's just like man i gotta keep doing this <laughs> yeah it's not not great not great at all not at all yeah, it turns out Josh is one of us. No matter how far up the ladder he is, he still has the, everything that we have as well with our undergrad life. But uh, especially for you um, with Grand Valley, obviously, and even before that, I mentioned you had been in Kentucky. We talked a little bit about that off air, uh, but you actually worked at, I believe it was Amazon. You worked at Amazon for a portion. Tell us about that experience. Oh, man. Yeah. So I moved to Kentucky for two years. Why I did that? Uh I have no idea. I quickly <laughs> found out that uh, I don't like horses and I don't like the heat down there. So that was a short-lived experience. <laughs> uh, but when I was down there, yeah, I worked for Amazon. I was a uh, production assistant. So it uh, not as it's not as bad as athletics, but man, they they keep you busy down there. I believe that for sure. Yeah, because isn't that like audit type stuff or something like that? Like it's more like inventory type things. Oh uh, no! So I worked for a. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, a returns facility. Mm -hmm. So really, we just get everything back. So we're just processing all of that. So I managed a lot of the doc and then uh, had to write reports and everything like that. So didn't have too many friends in that facility. <laughs> yeah, you had to bring the hammer down a few times. But I mean, to go back to that Grand Valley thing, I mean, you obviously worked for the athletic program here, working with the athletic program uh, for Ferris as well. Like, what are kind of the two? Do you see similarities in how the two are ran or is it just two completely different things? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are some similarities for sure. Uh, I think both are really dedicated to athletics, which is, is a great place to be, um, especially working for that. Grand Valley is a little bit of an outlier just because of um, facilities and, and the way they, they staff things. And we're trying to bring some of that around here. Uh, but I mean, both are, are very dedicated to athletics um, and then both really strive for excellence, both on and off the field. 
Yeah, for sure. And especially with uh, being here at Ferris, obviously uh, a little bit smaller of a size, obviously, than Grand Valley. Uh, not necessarily. I'm about the same number of sports, but it feels like kind of less because obviously Grand Valley has a lot of those other club sports as well that use the facilities. Uh, but when it comes to being able to be with coaches and players directly with that operations role, uh, it feels like here at Ferris State, I guess I'll, I'll ask you if this is a really confirmation, it feels like you would have a better opportunity to really grow a relationship closer with those players and coaches. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Taylor, the soccer coach, she hits me up all the time to do stupid little projects. So I guess that's one part of it. But yeah, there is an opportunity here as a little bit of a smaller department. Um, there's You definitely have a chance to get more face-to-face time with everyone around here, which just really helps uh, that community feel. And it helps you do grow those relationships and uh, helps you get a little bit more into the sports uh as a game day operations manager, you just see so many games throughout the years. Um, so sometimes you get a little bit immune to it, but uh, it helps. Those relationships do help with uh, that scenario. Absolutely. And uh, you were talking about so many different sports. I mean, what's been your or what is your favorite sport to watch? And what's been your favorite one to work for uh, with Ferris? Oh, I feel like Taylor's going to kill me if I don't say women's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh Well, so far, as I mentioned before, I'm only about six months into this position. Mm -hmm. Um, So really have only had the opportunity to do one football game so far. Uh, Most of the work that I've done has been with women's soccer. So we'll just go ahead and say them. As far as sports I like to watch or that I guess preferred, definitely be hockey. That's something we didn't have at Grand Valley, so it's new. And I mean, I like hockey, so it's pretty exciting to work. Absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a fun time, especially coming up only a couple of weeks till the season starts. So that's exciting. But uh, as far as we obviously have talked about you uh, in your position on the job, obviously clocking in from Monday through Friday and even Saturday, Sunday uh, in athletics from nine to five or whatever it has been. But when you get out of work, what's Josh like to do to kick back a little bit and be able to enjoy your free time? Uh, well, I like to golf, uh, maybe enjoy the occasional adult beverage, maybe combine the two. Respect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard stories of you fishing out at Cat Key. Oh, oh yeah. he's watched hey. the episodes. Yeah, he's watched oh, You're famous far and wide. Yeah, I know. I've uh, my reputation precedes me, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you like? With all due respect, how do you golf with one hand? Well, <laughs> very well. Respect. No, I, uh, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know really how to explain it. It's uh, just kind of normal. If you took a look at my swing. Uh, without looking at it really closely, you probably wouldn't be able to really tell. Uh, it's actually something I didn't pick up until I was about 20, uh, but I still beat all my friends. So Huge. that's what really counts. Do you got a left-handed or right-handed club? I am a righty, yeah. Oh, so you come down with like a little chop action, I guess. My swing's better than that. Well, I mean, like, I'm, just trying to, I'm trying to picture like if I. He's saying the backhand being the trail hand, and yeah. obviously cutting it from the back. I think is what he's trying to say. But no, no, I, I get it. Yeah, no, it is, it is a little bit like that. And what's funny is, um, I actually used to give a couple golf lessons in Kentucky. Really? I, yeah. So, do as I say, not as I do. One hand wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess uh, to kind of follow that up, uh, especially for you, uh, obviously, I'm sure there's probably been some things that have been hard in life, just being really well, prohibited with only having one hand, have that motivation and being able to do what you do. I mean, does that come apart in the daily life of being able to show people out there that, yeah, no matter what, you can still be able to do it? I mean, to be honest, I was fortunate in life uh, never to really have that as a hindrance. 
um, and to not have people treated as a hindrance. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is that mentality of it's not something that slows me down. Like I really don't even think about it most of the time. So, and it's been great that people, uh, just kind of accept it as what it is and they don't expect anything less from me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I was born with it, so it's a little bit easier than someone that's maybe transitioning, uh, from they're used to having, uh, two hands or, or two legs or whatnot. And so they have to relearn everything. So a little bit of an advantage, I, I guess, I don't know if it's ever been called an advantage in that sense, but a little bit of an advantage being born that way, just because uh, you're just so used to doing everything, um, playing sports and everything like that. You, you just learn how to adapt and overcome, I guess. Wow. So cool. Yeah, for sure. And Josh, we appreciate everything that you do. You're, you're a nameless guy or a faceless guy, I guess, to the, to the public, but uh, what you do just makes this whole operation run. So last question for you, what's been your favorite thing about being a fair state bulldog? Oh man, it's a tough question. I think this is kind of a cop-out answer, but it's it's true. It's The community has been a really great part to be uh, in. Uh, just everyone, like I see everybody all the time. People come wander into my office and we'll talk. I'll go out and I'll skate with the boys. I know Sean was on here mm -hmm. a while ago. Uh, we'll go out and skate or, or shoot around on the nets. And, you know, Blash is a great guy. Like just everyone around here is just so nice. And, you know, we all work together to get all the athletic events around here done. And it's just, it's a great thing to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so cool. Thank you so much, Josh, for being on the show. And uh, we can't wait to see you at the next upcoming games. And as well as you're listening, make sure you say hi to Josh because he does a great job. So thank you for coming on. All right. Thanks boys. Big shout out to Josh for joining us here on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Fair State Sports Slate to finish out the show. Starting Friday, Fair State at Purdue Northwestern Women's Soccer. One o'clock kickoff there from Hammond, uh, as well as Volleyball. We'll start their triple header on the road at Marquette against Northern Michigan. 6.30 p.m. Uh, start time there for Friday. A lot of traveling coming up here for the Bulldogs here, Joe. Sounds like wins, though. If you ask me. <laughs> Wednesday, I like it, Joe. I like it. Uh, we did miss yesterday's Wednesday, but it is a, it is Champion Thursday, I guess exactly. you can say, on the show. Uh, Saturday, September 30th, men's and women's cross-country action, including ours truly, going down to Tom Sawyer Park in the Louisville Classic. Going to be one of the fastest courses and races in the country. Going to be fun times. Uh, that bluegrass, man. It's different, so we're going to have fun down there. ITA Regional, Fair State at Grand Valley, uh, and men's tennis time TBD, as the bracket has not been announced yet. We'll see if we can get those updates for you, um, as well as Fair State at Michigan Tech uh, for volleyball. And then the one you're all been waiting for, football. Whoa. Against Northern Michigan, 3 o'clock Saturday back. for homecoming. Be there, be square, and bring your Bulldog cheer, because it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a blast. I'm Very excited. This weekend is slating out to be a really, really good one. Sounds like wins to me. I'm predicting a lot of tutties. You know what I mean? I also a lot of touchdowns. predict that as well. A lot of touchdowns Not coming to up. to piggyback on you, but I also say that as well. I think you're going to see a lot of scores. Sunday, October 1st, uh, regional action if men's continues, as well as women's soccer at Wisconsin Parkside. One o'clock kickoff there from Kenosha, and Volleyball finishes out their triple header at Lake State at 3 p.m., um, as well as Monday and Tuesday uh, coming up, the Bing Beal Fall Invitational for women's golf, um, and that tournament will be taking place on Monday, uh, and will be carrying through as well for Tuesday uh, going down there uh, in Kentucky. So that's going to be a fun one here to finish out uh, the Ferris State Sports Slate. So there you go. Yeah, very much. Can't wait for it. going to be a blast. 
going to be a good show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, take care, everybody.